Hey, I'm your host, Lamar L.A. Smith, and welcome to another episode of the Jack of All Trades podcast. Sit down with my friend, Noah Scott. He is an Arizona State alum, a hoop head, an independent AR, and a DJ. Some of you may know him as Scotty Two Heat. And he's a true Jack of All Trades in every sense. Now, normally, actually, no, I guess the joke is that I haven't shot this podcast in so long that Noah has a haircut and I now <laughs> wear prescription glasses. Right. So if that doesn't give you context, I don't know what does. I think the last time I recorded that episode was like June of last year. It, we've really been down the rabbit hole. A lot of stuff has happened in life. All right. But uh, also I would say that Noah's probably like the West Coast version of me. So for us to talk about this topic, you're going to like it. All right. So today we're going to talk about romantic relationships. And I know what you're thinking. How are the two guys not in relationships going to talk about <laughs> romantic relationships? Well, for a few months now, Noah and I have been debating certain intricacies of monogamous relationships, like very on and off. Some of which honestly was sparked after a recent situation I had with a young lady that I'll probably tell in the story, but I don't, we'll, we'll, we'll see. That, that's going to be a doozy. I'm, I'm trying to keep it a little close to the vest because, yeah, I don't, we'll see. So in order to get us started, obviously, as you know, this is a young adult collegiate podcast. So we're going to start with that. And then we're going to kind of just work our way forward. All right. So what did college life teach you about dealing with women? What did college life teach me? Yes. Oh man, where do I start? Um, I, uh, being approachable is like huge. Definitely being approachable. Um, I'm a person, if I'm just sitting here and I'm blank faced, I don't really look like somebody who wants to uh, be approached uh, most of the time because I don't, but uh, <laughs> no. So like being approachable and then from there being able to kind of understand okay is this girl flirting with me or is this girl being being super nice a lot of girls are really bubbly and super nice yes. so so like I, i'm just kind of like all right well i don't really know what's going on but i'm gonna go with the flow a lot of times that would shoot me in my foot but either way i kind of learned how to maneuver situations and Learn how to talk is the biggest thing, to be honest. I think, at least on my end, talking, I guess I feel like I always know how to talk to people, but talking to women is like a whole different animal. Right. And I think the only way, just like with anything, you know, Braun always says experience is the best teacher in life, which it is, it's undefeated. The only way you get better is by lots and lots of reps. Now, this may sound bad. I really don't care. I got way too many reps to count J.R. Smith to talking <laughs> to women in college. Like, I think because I was in D.C., I wasn't used to people being open to speaking to me. So I'd be in D.C. trying to talk to a girl. And a lot of times, I wouldn't even be trying to shoot. I'm just trying to, like, stick my toe in the water or put my foot in the door right. and, like, just bar me, like, no, or I'm not trying to talk to you. Or like, it's giving you the cold shoulder. 
for, right. for those of you who don't know what barring means. So when I got to Kentucky, everyone being nice was already like a red flag. And you're like, why are you people so nice? <laughs> like, are you about to slip something right. in my drink? Or like, what's wrong with you people? And like, after like a week or two on campus, I'm like, okay, people are just nice here. So let me loosen up a little bit. Cause I don't want to be like the odd man out. Facts, facts. So as a result, when I did start talking to girls, it wasn't the fact that like I started going on a bunch of dates with these girls. It was the fact that they let me talk to them. So because I was talking to all these girls, I just learned a lot of stuff super quick. Like I literally had a formula to every conversation that I was talking with girls. Is that sick? That's kind of sick because, but no, but like, I think that's part of being a human though. It's just certain like, talking points that I'm gonna cover when I first meet you to make it easy on myself. Right. So like, I don't have a pickup line. My pickup line was, hey, what's your name? I still use that to this day. <laughs> I used to be like, hey, what's your name? And like, what they gonna say? Uh, like, they're gonna tell you their name. Like, yeah, for just a normal part. person. They're gonna, they're gonna tell you your name unless they're a weirdo, right? So right. it's just like, hey, what's your name? Then I'll ask, you know, where are you from? What's your major? Then that's where the talent kicks in. Because after you get to those two questions, unless you are naturally gifted at talking to people, I feel like that's when you, you kind of get stuck. Cause you're like, okay, what do I say next? Blah, 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 et cetera. Then I usually make some type of joke about, well, this is in college at least. I used to make some type of joke about either where they were from or where what their major was just to break the ice right to get them laughing mm -hmm. so you get them laughing within the first minute or two now like you're putting them in a state of positive emotions i think i understand all this now because i'm older but in the moment i just kind of did it but i didn't realize what i was doing in a way so you put them in a state of positive emotions then next thing you know like they're laughing blah 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 for a simple example like this is corny but it used to work all the time nursing major you say Oh, dang, you a nursing major? So I guess if I need uh, somebody to kiss my boo-boo, I'll come to you. And they start laughing. And they like, this guy. But they always laugh, right? Or if they're from, like, a certain place that I always hear people are from in college. Like, for example, I swear, at UK, people were either from Chicago, which is just Illinois. Bro, everybody from Chicago. <laughs> Everyone's from Chicago. From Chicago. From everywhere but Chicago. <laughs> it's like Naperville. Uh, Joliet. I'm like, none of these places are like, even near Chicago at the time. One girl, this is, I'm not even gonna tell this story in this podcast. I may, eh, I don't know. She told me she was from Chicago. She lived in South Elgin. South Elgin was like yeah. an hour and a half from Chicago. I was like, what? I'm pretty sure Northwestern was closer to Chicago. That's how bad it was. Jeez. Yeah, Jesus. so if you're from Chicago or like DC, like I'm from DC, but most people from DMZ V says DC. And then I think the other one it was Kentucky. And then the last one was Atlanta. Everyone from Georgia was from Atlanta. So if you said one yeah. of those four, <laughs> I'm like, dang, I swear everybody I talk to is from blah blah blah. So like just simple stuff like that to break the ice is right. like what I learned. And then just like with any script, like you get into that mode where you use it so often that it no longer becomes scripted. It just becomes like how you enter that interaction. And then after that, you just freestyle, right? It's like right, basketball. Right. You know that in the beginning of the game, if you're an elite player, certain shots you're going to want to hunt in the beginning. 
So like, nice. if you know that this guy is super aggressive, I know that early on, I might be able to get a back cut off of him. Or mm-hmm. early on, I might let him overplay me and I might use that to get him, get a screen on him and I'm gonna pop out for a jump shot. You get a couple, two or three of those baskets and next thing you know, now you're just freestyling. You know, yep. and your triple threat, all of that. So I think that's kind of how I took my approach with girls in college, which helped me a lot for sure. Oh yeah, no, that's definitely like, you you figure it out as you go. Yeah. And uh, you either get really, really good at it, which is not good if you go to a big school, or yeah. you're floundering, which is also not good if you go to a big school, but yeah. that's the game. That's definitely the game. So obviously I just talked about, you know, me gaming people. Like, when did you know that, okay, like I'm getting good at this? I don't even want to say, I guess it, it may sound like real player for me to say that, but nah. in fairness, you know, I got Tupac, you know, I got to get a California look. I got to, you know, my answer, my answer is going to be worse than your question. <laughs> uh, when I was like 12. <laughs> <laughs> I was a very late bloomer, so I definitely realized it when I was 12. <laughs> yeah, no, when I was like 12. God, I was like, man. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what's going on, but I'm nice. <laughs> and, and that became my biggest problem. Uh, so in high school, I was very reserved though. So anybody that knows me, that knew me in high school, I was just kicking it. Like whatever happened, happened. I didn't really care. It was whatever. And then I got to college and I was like, I'm looking around, I'm like, wait a minute. This is a different environment. <laughs> let's let's ignite that flame again. And yeah, so I mean, I had to dust the, or I had to get the rust off, you yeah. know, spray a little WD-40 on it and um, get it back. So, I mean, all jokes aside, I say 12, but like probably like October of my first semester of college, mm. realistically, because I was like, all right, I'm just vibing. Like I'm at college. I'm having a good time. I met some, I met some of the homies and we're hooping every day and going to class and doing whatever freshmen do. And we'll leave it at that. Uh, And um, yeah. And then I was like, wait a minute. All right. I'm back. That's like my phrase. All my friends know that when I'm like, when I'm getting back in my mode, I'm like, I'm back. And it's not just like, you do say that a lot. I've never thought about it until you just said it. Right. It's not just with women, but it's like, it could be something creative. Like, oh, we doing a podcast. I'm back. <laughs> like, so that was, my, that flipped the switch in probably October. When was yours? Cause I know you said late bloomer. Yeah. Uh, me like, so short story. And I, when I mean, I'm literally going to short, shorten it. Cause I, I could talk about But <laughs> when I first started college, I was known as like the serial shooter, like, I think I've told you the story before, but I was shooting so much that some of my friends that didn't know me at the time, because we didn't meet till sophomore year, but they say freshman year, I was shooting my shot at Willie Cauley-Stein girl. I didn't know that was his girl at the gym, but they said I was shooting my shot. And and thank God that we're friends now. They said at the time, they told him, hey, you better go whoop on cuz. And he was like, nah, he not doing nothing. Like, he good. Like... In a way, now that I think about it, I'm like, dang, he ain't think I could pull his girl. But at the same time, I'm glad he had that thought because I don't want any unnecessary problems yeah, <laughs> fighting that's... a seven-footer because I didn't know that was his girl, right? Yeah, dude. so 
at first I was just getting numbers and nothing would happen from it for real, for real. Like it was bad. I think like majority of the sorority girls at our school, like had me in their contacts or knew who I was. It was like really bad. And uh, I got like freshman year, same thing. Sophomore year, same thing. Uh, around junior year, I kind of switched it up a little bit. I was like, man, I'm tired of getting everybody number. Like, I stopped getting a certain people number. I think I want to say, yeah, junior year, start getting snaps. The snap kind of worked for me a little game. bit better snap because mm-hmm. it kind of showed all my personality. So also it gave me stuff to talk about because for whatever reason, this is something I'm still always working on, though I gotten a lot better as I got older. I did not know what to say in the text. But in person, I don't care who you were. I don't think it was too many guys better than me. But through text, it's like where everyone was closing. I'm like, dang, if I saw them in person, I would have it. But that's not how it works in college, right? Sometimes, but rarely. Yeah, like very rarely. The only time it can work like that is really if you're like at a party. So I guess I didn't realize it until like, junior year like that I was starting to put everything together and honestly I didn't really put everything together into saying yeah saying yeah I was if you saw me saying yeah you would not even realize like who I was the first three years it was like a total <laughs> 180 it's oh my god <sighs> thank thank you for saying yeah because it gave me that book to write but yeah that's that's when I know thanks no I feel that for sure oh man so my next question is, all right, obviously, you know, we got game, et cetera, started learning like the ins and outs. As far as when was like the first time that you started realizing, okay, you'll meet a girl and you're like, okay, I want to actually like take, start taking her out on dates. Like I'm interested in her on that level. Cause like everyone hits that different mode in college, but sometimes people enter that mode and they leave that mode, et cetera. So when did you like start getting into that mode? Probably sophomore year. Sophomore year. I'm full transparency on the podcast today. Mm-hmm. Um, sophomore year, winter break. Went back to Cali and I was like, oh, this girl's cool. Let me talk to her. Let's go on a date, which turned into a sequence of dates and blah, blah, blah. And that was what it was. And then I was like, the beginning of my junior year, I had moved back in with my homies. So I was like, so that whole like sophomore spring, I was like in that vibe. And then I was out of that vibe for the summer. And then I came back junior year and I was in that vibe again. But junior year was just crazy. There was like way too much going on. I was living with all my friends and I was just like, all right, whatever. But So like, Sophomore year, off of it, senior year on it, and now I'm grown, so on it again. But, like, <laughs> it was definitely, like, an off and on, but the first time was definitely sophomore year going into that winter break. It was – it took me a while to get there, though. See, you you have, like, more, like, defined phases than me. Patterns, like right? me, Yeah, patterns, yeah. Me – I think it's kind of pretty indicative of like just me as a person. It is very sporadic. Like it'll be a situation where you're like, oh, Lamar just, you know, talk to this girl, et cetera. And cause I think part of it too is I have a short attention span. A lot of people 
unless you're close to me, they don't, they don't realize this all the time. Cause I'll float mid conversation be looking like directly at you too. But as a result of that, I had the bad habit of getting people's number. And sometimes if like first or second text, like didn't work or whatever, I just move on to the next girl and just keep moving on and keep moving on. But as a result, I wasn't building any like type of relationships with anybody. Right. So I was just like, boom, 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 boom. And really that was a majority of my life, not just college. Right. But there were points in time where it just felt different depending on the person. I didn't start realizing this until maybe like a, a year or two ago, but I'm a big person off energy. So mm-hmm. I think the way someone like carries themselves, that is what attracts me to them. Probably even more than physical attraction sometimes. Right. Because there have been girls that at first glance, I wouldn't have been like, oh, I'm, I'm going to kick it with her. But then I start talking to her and I feel like the energy that she brings, I'm like, I think I'm, I mess with her. Like, I think that's like a very much of a deal breaker. So I think as a result, I think as I got probably like around junior year, I started asking people out on dates, but I always get put in this situation where the girls I like don't like me. I don't know what it is, but I don't know if any of you guys like that, but the girls that I like don't like me. But when Lamar don't want to be bothered, everybody won't come my way. I'm like, Dang, I I think it's some type of like sick thing that we have as people, especially like women. They don't want they want guys that don't want them. Like That's... quick example, there was this one friend I had. She will not be named because I almost named her. <laughs> I almost named Yo. her. Uh, I told her I was interested in her, so she hit me with some old like weird thing like, oh, I don't know, like oh, you just cool, blah blah blah. She curved me. It's like, cool. As a result, I just like went off the grid, like full Kanye style. And I didn't, <laughs> didn't hit her up. Just was living my life. We were, uh, damn, people going to figure, know this anyway. Yeah. But, but it, like I said, full transparency yeah, today. We all right. Here. So <laughs> we were in this uh, thing at UK, like this uh, UK athletics had, media relations uh, have like the student program. So we were in that together, but I wasn't even showing up to that because like I was busy with school work, I was enjoying myself, et cetera. So I ain't seen her for like, I want to say like six weeks at least. She hit me up out the blue, like late in the spring semester of my junior year. She was a sophomore and she was like, hey Lamar, like how you doing? I'm like, I'm doing good. In my head, I'm like, why is she hitting me up? Right, like, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, like, leave me alone. You already curved me, like, leave me alone. So then she was like, hey, you want to hang out? I mean, like, what do you, I said, like, what do you want to hang out for? She was like, <laughs> I'm telling me. you, man, when I'm not interested, it's a, like a full one. Yeah, but that didn't mean that she was, that's a whole nother thing, though. But that didn't mean she had to say that y'all wanted to hang out like that, necessarily, but. Finish your story. Finish your yeah, story. so she was like, I want, you want to hang out? And I was like, what? She's like, I just miss you. Like, I haven't seen you in a while. Like, it's like, oh, I just been, you know, living life, like doing me, being Lamar. And she was like, I said, I want us really to be friends. I'm like, this is like one of the few times that a girl curved me and like aggressively wanted me to be her friend. Like, this has happened to me a few times already. 
but like aggressively wanted me to be their friend. And I think it's because before I finish my story, people, especially women, they may not like you, but if you hold a certain weight, a certain value, they almost feel like they need you to be in their life in some capacity. I wouldn't disagree with that, but I also wouldn't agree with that. Mm. All right, hold, I don't hold, think every, yeah, okay, go ahead. Hold, hold that thought for a second so I can finish right. this part of the story. So after that, uh, I agreed eventually to hang out with her. I went to her place. She lived like pretty close to campus, but it was on the other side because I lived on the south side. Her apartment was like close to the north side. Go to the apartment. We hanging out, blah, blah, blah. And this is the thing that caught me. She had the nerve to bring this up. And I just entered Lamar mode. I was being honest, but I just entered, you know, LA mode. Like she said, hey, said, if I was like to ask you to go out or something like that, she said, you know, said, what you think would happen? I'm thinking, my head, like, what are you talking about? Like, you wanted to be my friend. I shot at you. Right. Like, what are you like, girl, you tripping. So right. uh she's she said that, and I was like, no, like we that wouldn't happen. Like you wouldn't like be a thing. She's like, she got so appalled. I think part of it was her ego too. And I was like, she's like, what do you mean we wouldn't be a thing? She's like, so if I, you know, went at you was like, hey Lamar, you know, let's date, et cetera, like you wouldn't at least consider it. And then I hit her with the long pause. I was like, nah, I wouldn't. <laughs> and she was like, why is that? And I was like, because like you already like curved me. Like, I'm not interested anymore. Like, she's like, but you didn't even really shoot, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm talking semantics. I was interested. You wasn't interested in me. I don't double back. That's just not my personality. Like, once right. you curve me, like, that means we wasn't supposed to be a thing, right? right. Like, 99.9% .9 of the time, I'll talk about the 0.1% later on, but uh, I just don't double back, right? So, with that situation, she got mad. And she like kept asking the question over, and I was like, no, like that wouldn't happen. She eventually was like, Lamar, why you keep playing me? Whoop de woo, blah, blah, blah. And then, <laughs> and then she kicked me out of her apartment. <laughs> and so I was like, bro, what is wrong story, with bro. you? Like, you good? She's like, nah, you wanna be cute, you wanna be funny, like you could go. And I'm like, are you serious right now? She's like, you could go. I was like, all That's right. why I answered the way I answered. And though. she would do stuff like that all the time, like. Mm -hmm. She's a little bit nutty, amazing girl, like has a huge heart, but she, she has a, had a lot of like alarming, toxic traits. So like I said, God helped me dodge a bullet because we would not have worked out because I don't care. Like, I think at the heart of me, I think people get confused because I'm so nice when I do have a vested interest with people. They just right. think that like they could do whatever. But at like my core, I'm very like nonchalant, but not like mm -hmm. in a disrespectful way. But I think my nonchalantness like rubs them the wrong way once I stop caring. Cause then like whatever they do, it just don't phase me. I'm like, all right, cool. And they just uh, always come back. But continue to say what you uh, what you no, about to say about that. That was the reason I answered the way I answered, because I feel like that's most of the time in the situation. Like people love feeding their ego and they love being in control of their situation, right? So if I'm talking to a woman and I'm like, oh, I'm interested in you, let's go out. And she's doing the whole, oh, I'm in my bag. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna respond to you, or I don't know, I'm busy, or she gonna say sure and then not like really elaborate on the situation. 
And then you could see her in person somewhere. Let's say um, you're eating food and you see her and you're out at the restaurant. You see her eating food. Then you guys start talking and all of a sudden she's giving you all this energy, right? Because now she feels like she's in control of the situation. But if you go back and you're like, well, when she's giving you all that energy and you're just like, yeah, all right, whatever. She's going to keep giving you the energy because she wants to, she wants to like be in control of the situation be like, oh, he wants me. So like for me, it'll be like, I'll, I'll be like, all right, whatever. If that's your energy you're giving, I'll give the energy back. But I already know what time it is and you're not fooling me. So we can leave it at that energy because that's toxic. That is attention seeking. And I'm not Ooh, here for my that. God. I just went through and, a breakthrough as you said that. <laughs> and we'll continue. you're going through a breakthrough. Yeah, this, I know. <laughs> this happening to me right now. This, this just happened to me. <laughs> That's what I'm it. saying. Yeah. So it's like, so like for me, I'm just like, all right, cool. When I see you, I see you as good vibes, it's good energy. But I'm gonna leave it at that because I don't have time to be sitting here like, oh, all right. Well, she don't want me today. She don't want me tomorrow. I look goofy. I don't have time for that. And also, why would I want to date a girl that does that? Like, yeah, that's a whole nother thing, though. Uh, like real talk, <laughs> like but, real talk. Yeah. Um, All right. So that like when I said breakthrough, that just made me think about. I might as well. Should I say the nickname? Because I feel like the nickname is like super obvious. No, no, like, no, no, no. We're gonna change. We're, you got to change some names. Yeah, I'm trying to. Think what could I change this nickname to? Respectfully. Uh, I feel like mm, Bradley. Bradley, you wow! I'm not about to name the the <laughs> fake name after dude. Doesn't like who's a sicko <laughs> in this podcast? Like, does he have some like underlying? Bro, like, why can't Bradley be a woman? I'm kidding. I'm I'm kidding. I've never met. Uh, like I've met a Brady, probably one, though. but I've never met a Bradley. Okay, or Brady. Girl. Brady. But I, I know a Brady, and she married, oh. so I feel weird if I say that on my podcast. Right. She know um, I wouldn't be talking about her, but I don't, don't want to. Yeah, hear let's just um, let's uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm trying to think of it, Caitlin. I'm gonna say Caitlin. Okay, Caitlin. Yeah, I mean, you know why I use Caitlin, but right, uh, right, yeah. Right. So Caitlin. So with Caitlin, this already feels weird, but Caitlin, uh. I met her uh, on my sister's birthday, uh, as you know, November 13th. And when I first met her, this is the thing, like I said, before we actually started recording, I think I have this problem of like, not realizing women are interested in me. And I think it's because I take everything at face value and I get so far in the rabbit hole that like, I choose to not see like all these signs. Right. And I think part of it is like a defense mechanism because if I choose to like get in my bag, then it's a problem. But like the longer I wait, it's like, it's almost have to wait enough and then still act for it to work out in my favor, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So met at Staples, full disclosure, when I used to work there, and well, I used to work there part-time, met at Staples, uh, what what happened? Meta Staples got her IG, but like when she she thought she was like, I didn't think he was like shooting at me, but maybe he was since he asked for my IG. But you know me, I really 
like stuff he's asking for IG, right? Yeah. Right. So right. I really just did that because, like I said, energy. Like she was super cool to talk to. Mm-hmm. Like I just liked her energy. And at the time, like I was just connecting with people at Staples because, you know, from a business side, I'm like prospecting this meeting friends, right? So right. like in my mind, I was prospecting her. So that was another reason why, like, I was like, uh, like I think she would do amazing in the business. Right. This full transparency, because I think I don't I have never told anyone this. I was like, I think she do amazing in the business. Like, I need to mess with her. But then it turned into a whole different thing. So, <laughs> like, uh, I want to say, like, for weeks, uh, I was like, I kind of knew she was interested in me, but I was just, like playing like I didn't know. Right. And I was like doing everything I normally would do to like see. And she was like giving me some strong hints. I was like, Oh, I don't know. Because another thing that was a shift for me, I'm used to very casual relationships. So me always treat girls how they want to be treated. Now, I don't say that in a disrespectful way. I'm saying if you present yourself like you want to be a one night stand, not saying I'm going to be disrespectful, but I'm going to treat you like a one night stand. So I'm going to be very upfront. I'm going to be like, hey, this is what it is. And I'm going to keep moving. Mm -hmm. If you say that you want a relationship, this is regardless, regardless of what your actions show me at, at like at a certain point. Like from the beginning, if you say you want a relationship, then I'm gonna treat you like you want to be in a relationship. This does not mean that I'm going to want to be in a relationship with you, but I'm saying like I'm not gonna do anything crazy. Be like, hey, you trying to come over? Now the girl that wants a one night stand, I would ask her, hey, you trying to come over? But I'm not gonna do that to the girl that says she wants to be in a relationship because I'm not trying to like put it out there that. Not right. to say that I'm not that giving guy. the wrong energy. Exactly. Wrong energy. So, right. with her, uh, she said that that's what she wanted. She made like all her actions were shown, like that's like the type of thing that she wanted. So me, I'm like, uh, do I even want that? Right. So like, I was fully invested in just working on myself. I'm like, do I really want that? So obviously, I remember when we had that one conversation at Matt's Big Breakfast, and. Hmm. That's the, that's the thing that would hurt about how the story ended up ending, or maybe it's not ending. I don't really know. Only God knows. But uh, we had a conversation. He was like, man, she seemed like she's interested in you, you. You mess with her just because she doesn't fit, like, the norm of the girls that you've been messing with recently. Like, give her a shot, right? Right, right. So uh, I chose to give her a shot. And the two weeks that we were like on the same page or like close to being on the same page were like amazing. I was like, dang, like I could really see myself messing with her on this level. Then she broke things off. Then like, it's like we switched roles. Like first she was like pursuing me hard. Then we kind of like fell off for a little bit. Like kind of was still cool talking, whatever. Then we started talking again in a regular but at this point, we already like dissipated whatever like romantic relationship we were in. But you would have to be, you know, a blind person to not realize that there was still some level of like attraction or interest on both levels. It's right. just that at first she was like super into me and I was into her, but I was like chilling. And then we just like didn't that's how it went, right? So once it went like that, once she had the power, I realized I didn't like how things were going. And Wait, that- I have a question though. Do you think that she flipped because 
you weren't actively pursuing as hard as she was? I think that's part of it. Okay. Like, I don't know if she'll ever admit it. Cause like yeah, I mean, in the she don't have to. I mean, she don't have to, but right. like even my mom said it because I told my mom about the situation. I told you, right? And I don't tell my right, mom about right. anybody. So right. if you know me, that should give you enough inclination to how I feel about this. Mm -hmm. Like I'm gonna be full transparent, even in podcasts. Like I was in love with this girl. Like this girl was my first love. Like anyone else try to tell me otherwise, because like sometimes you you get into a girl and like you. You get caught up in like the physical side of relationship. They try to say, "Oh, you in love?" No, trust me, I'm a smart guy. I know like what I feel about certain situations. Didn't love any of them girls. Definitely love this girl because I was doing things that now that I'm like two weeks removed from it, I'm like, "Dang, was was I doing that?" Like, <laughs> like, like even like you could tell me like I, before I say what I was doing. What was stuff that you noticed that I did that you was like? Yeah, he really into this girl because Lamar don't do this stuff at all. I mean, I'm gonna start with you. Uh, I mean, we'll start with you talking about her as much as you did. Because usually, like, if you're talking to a girl, you'll be like, oh, yeah, I'm talking to so and so, or yeah, we kicked it. But then you won't really go into detail about like oh. certain things. So, like, you were like nitpicking conversations. So for me, I was like, yeah, bro's locked in. Like, he's out of here. He's gone. Like, Let's find him the ring. <laughs> like, Man, I was, I was also, like, I, like I told you, I was like, bro, you're nitpicking these conversations for no reason. Like, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I was, I was very deep down the rabbit hole. And I think part of why it didn't work out is that, honestly, I don't think either one of us are ready for a relationship. I think the feelings that we had for each other masked what actually was taking place. Right. Um, like so focused and like trying to get everything that I want established as far as like my next book, you know, business, uh, right. just like the whole nine. Like I'm very like locked into me right. and like I was already before I met her and I kind of like deviated off that path because I realized how much she liked me and I realized like how I was growing to like her. This podcast episode was pretty lengthy for sure originally. Like originally it was like two and a half hours. So I, I kept all the juicy stuff. And uh, in this next segment, knowing I talk about why people, especially in their 20s, feel like they need to have a, a finished product when they begin dating. Before I, we get deeper in the weeds, I just want to preface it like this. Why do you think people feel like when they start dating you, you have to have like, the right type of income, the right type of living situation, the right things on the personal, mental, emotional level. Like you basically have to be this finished product at once. And it'd be one thing if we were like in our late thirties, forties, and this is like what right. was the, like the precedent that was being set. But some people have been calling it having standards, but I don't really see it the same way. And why do you think people feel like they need to have this finished product or close to finished product at this early stage of our lives? We're still like, you super young. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna call these people out, bro. They selfish. Yeah. I think, now don't get me wrong. Some of those yeah. things are necessary and some of those yeah. things may be things that they need. But like, there are certain situations where everybody's got, so if there's 10 pieces, right? Let's yeah. say there's 10 pieces in this puzzle that people need. I may have piece one, three, five, seven, and nine, and you may have piece two, four, six, and eight. Yeah. But 
not everybody's going to have all the pieces at. I don't care if they're $40 million man at 28. They're not going to have all 10 pieces, bro. I don't yeah. care if they're broke, but emotionally, they're the most giving and stable person on, on earth. Yeah. Not everybody's going to have all the pieces. So to me, it's selfish because you're like, no, I want this because I need myself with this person so they can be the person that is like, well, I'll give an example of finances. I need this person that has a steady income, makes a great, makes a great check and they got benefits. <laughs> and, you know, I just want, I want that because I want somebody that's stable that can provide for me. Like, okay, fine. But then they're like, I also want somebody who's going to have the time to be able to take me on a date and bring me lunch. It's not in alignment, right? Bring me, that those don't add up because if I'm getting the bag, I got to work. Like, once again, I was just having a conversation with the homie earlier. I'm not going to repeat his name because this is something we were talking about with one of his friends. Yeah. But the, this girl was like, yo, uh, he's going through X, Y, and Z. So he's kind of taking his phone away, put it on D&D. You know, he's doing his thing. He's in mode and making sure his life is right. This is supposed to be his girl. This is his woman. She hit him like, yo, what's up, bro? Like, why haven't you hit my line? Like, I can't believe you haven't hit my line. This is ridiculous. And he's like, you know, like what's going on in my life. You know, the situation, like, why are you, why are you doing that? That's not cool. But it's like, maybe in that moment, he needed the emotional intelligence. He, does, he doesn't know that until he gets in that situation. So that's the piece of the yeah. puzzle that he's going to look for in the next relationship, probably. Yeah, that's true. But like, I, I just, I don't understand why people need every piece of the puzzle. Like there can be pieces that are important to you. However, I don't think that any of those, if you're truly wanting to be with a person should stop you from wanting to be with a person. As long as they're respectful, they're communicating, they're giving you the energy that you deserve. And obviously with the communication comes the transparency of like, this is what I'm able to give you. And sure, it may not be the me driving the fast car, living in the mansion. Mm -hmm. And sure, it may not be me giving you all of my emotion all the time because I got to deal with my own emotion. Like who mm -hmm. knows what it could be. But either way, it's like, this is what I can give right now, but let's get to that point where I can give you everything that you want. It's a meet me halfway, because if I'm talking to a woman and she's like, I want this from you and you're like, okay, I, I can't do that. My goal is to do that. If you rock with me, then rock with me. Like, I don't necessarily think some of those qualities are qualities that should stop people from being with each other. Some of them, they are. Like, like I said, that example of her, uh, the, the girl needing to give him the space because he asked for the space because he was going through something. That's something emotional that like you can give and take. It's like finances. I can't, like, I can only do so much. Now, if I don't have a job, like we talked about this, if I don't have a job and I'm sitting on my ass and I'm chilling, 
and I'm like, man, I'm just gonna play these video games. Like that's one thing. I get that. Right. That's one thing. But like, you think I'm not going to work, trying to work hard, trying to make money to take you on a date, to buy you flowers, to financially improve my life. That way we, we can be where we want to be. That's selfish. Like, I don't know. Not to interrupt you, but just the, uh, another thing for you to expound on real quick is that the thing I think is craziest to me is like, it's almost like a double-edged sword, right? Because people can fall in love with potential. It's right. happened to me because I naturally see the best in people. I think a lot of times I'm so good at seeing the best in people. Most of the time I see stuff in people that they don't even realize is in them, right? Mm-hmm. And this is not just Caitlin. That could be you. That I mean, I told you this in our group chat. I was like, you're X, Y, and Z. And you were like, right. dang, like, right. I appreciate right. that, right? Because, like, sometimes you just need to hear it. Even if you feel like you know it, we just always have those days. Yes. But I think the craziest thing to me is when you want X, Y, and Z to happen in a certain lifestyle financially, and I'm not saying that these people are gold diggers or money hungry or anything like that, because not all the time, but there are times it's not the case. They just want certain things to be able to do, like in a normal relationship, which I totally get, because I went through that in my recent situation. But it's like, if you think, and you, you say this super hard with conviction, that, for example, that you think Lamar is going to be, you know, Forbes 30 under 30, you know, eventually going to be consistent multi-million dollar, you know, earner, mm-hmm. great book author. I'm already a great author, but like sell Absolutely. more books, I guess. Right. Uh, speaker, the whole nine. If that's what you envision for me, and if you see that, that's the only way that you could see me feeling like I fulfilled my purpose in life, then why leave? Like, like I said, I can't answer that because people, I feel like, find reasons for things not to work when there's stuff internally going on with them. Because, like, I'm not saying that I'm perfect. And like I said, I don't think I'm ready for a relationship. I realized that after going through this process. But I'm just saying... After talking with my barber a few weeks ago, it's not too many people with a better profile than me, now that I think about it. Like, no, 25, really. tall, dark, handsome. Uh, I have a great relationship with my mom because some people got mommy issues, and that's not cool either. Uh, I treat women amazing. I'm being honest. I'm being honest. Some people I'm sorry do. for making that make me laugh, but that wasn't, that wasn't funny. <laughs> no, you're cool. It funny. is funny. Or, like, treat women amazing, like, great heart. Like, right amazing person to talk to funny like the whole nine like like i said it's even crazier because caitlin when she first like broke it off with me mm-hmm. she literally said i hit almost every single point of what she wants out of her person so i'm like how am i not your person right it's just a confusing like double no, thing to me. that goes back to that goes back to what i was saying bro like what first the future of like where you're headed and that end goal, you know, yeah. selling more books, multimillionaire, Forbes. That's a the future is a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. That may not be the piece of the puzzle that she needs or that she wants. You yeah. could because like you can have the corner piece, right? Yeah. To the puzzle. 
and you can have the corner piece, but you don't want the corner piece. You're looking for that last piece in the middle. Yeah. So like that could just be the situation. I don't think that it's necessarily chalked up to like you necessarily or the, any type of certain situation you're in. I just think that she's set, she could be set on her, in your case, she could be set on her pieces that she wants and she's not willing to wait to and be patient for those pieces. And if that's the, if she's not willing to wait and be patient for those pieces, then you don't need to waste your time because you deserve more. Yeah. All of your pieces deserve to be loved. <laughs> I know that sounds corny. And that it was, does sound that corny, was like, but not you. Right that was right. such a Tyler Perry ass line, but I loved it. Um, <laughs> no, no, but like, like, you're, you're fully right, though. And I think that's another part of it is like, she she wasn't willing to wait, which is cool, but I, you know, I think at a certain point, I was willing to wait on things a lot more than her, but I just realized, like, we're just different people in that way, right? Because, yeah, like... you could be with somebody who's different. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I mean, for example, she always trashed my music taste. I don't know why, but, like, I think I have great music taste. Like, for example, she don't like Migos, but, bruh. All right. No, <laughs> I like Migos though. I like Migos. I, but like, for example, I don't know why, but the only songs that we would have in common are Nicki Minaj, because she loves Nicki Minaj. And I'm not like a bard, but like I, I I mess with Nicki like super heavy. Back to like to the you know, you ready for first me to get Friday. You ready for me to get say, say what you about to say, bro. Nicki Minaj, but the barbs are just, uh -uh, I can't date a barb, bro. They, they got it all wrong. They got it all wrong. <laughs> me, it's funny. Me and the homie were talking about it this morning too. Um, he said, he gave me a long list. He said, uh, Kim Kardashian fans. Kim Rihanna, Kardashian. He said Rihanna fans. He said Rihanna fans. I don't know. He had an explanation for it, which mm -hmm. I'll let it slide. But like, yeah. I mean, it, it, it it's it's a 50-50. Yeah. Um, the Barb's and the Meg Thee Stallion fans, all of them, we can't talk to them. That's <laughs> the it. Meg Thee nope. Stallion fans, low key, but like I mess toxic. with Meg too. They're all but toxic. They, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but like the Meg Thee Stallion not, fans are the worst. No. Nope. Uh, yeah, out of the out of that group. Definitely, probably, yeah. It used uh, to be the barbs, though. The bar, but the barbs are like thirty-five now, so we good. <laughs> That's the barbs true. Are like though. Thirty-five. The, right. the so barbs are slowing like, down. They having kids and stuff. Yeah, now, like, I, and then plus, like Nikki, like is way more chill now. So, like, yeah, she says she don't want to be talking about crazy stuff in her songs because she got a baby, and I said, thank you. <laughs> Cause, like, oh my God, Nikki would say some right, crazy I mean, like, stuff. Nikki, like she car. was worse than some dudes sometimes and like this is not like me judging or anything like that like nah, her being worse than dudes off. her being worse than dudes never bothered me because i always looked at it like this if these dudes can say x y and z especially for example he's not a rapper but trey songs is some super duper wild stuff in songs yeah. then nikki her saying anything doesn't bother because no like facts, i heard it all but that's why i'm not a nikki fan because that music isn't made for me yeah i feel you I mean, like, don't get me wrong. She she got bars and some of some of her yeah. joints I'll, I'll slap all day. Yeah. But like, I don't know. That's why I'm not a fan. Like the biggest fan of her. But like, 
Nah, that's my we. That's my soapbox. We can't date none of them. If you're fans of any of them, we can't date y'all. It also hurts worse because all the songs that we have in common are like the lovey dovey songs, which also used to make me feel like some type of way. Like for example, super bass. Well, not super bass. Super bass don't count. But for example, like, uh, I guess you could say one of the songs that we share that we like a lot is high school. Like she, I remember she texted me one time like some lyrics. And then she got mad because I didn't finish them in order. I'm like, I know what song you was talking about. Like, right. come on now. Like, we done listened to this song how many times? And you know that I know her her music, right? But uh, what else? She, Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande, we got like a, a lot of Ariana Grande in common now. But I think some of it, because I put her on, like the first song we ever listened to, uh, and her car was piano by Ariana Grande. So I can't hear that song and not think of her. It's it's kind of wild. But yeah, bro. This is part of my and I know I'm getting off track. But this is part of like my theory and like I be thinking about music all day cuz mm -hmm. that's what I do. And we like associate music with well I won't say me cuz not all people do it, but I definitely learn to stop doing it because it started ruining music for me but like we associate I, when i say we i'm saying we as humans associate mm -hmm. songs with moments and people which could be dope and it could be bad terrible yeah. there are certain artists now i can't even listen to i'm gonna keep it a buck with you bro chris brown high key ruined for me i can't Chris Brown by Chris Brown, one of my favorite albums of all time. I can't even listen to it anymore, bro. It's over. Like, I might as well delete it. Hey, you know what really hurt? Like, one of the last songs I, I listened to with her when we were on that level, man, was Say Goodbye. I don't know why that morning. <laughs> bro, I swear, I played one song by Chris Brown. The next thing you know, like, we're both looking at each other and, like, heartbreak song after heartbreak song is playing. I'm like, dang, man, why, why the autoplay doing this to me on YouTube? I'll go like, right. kiss, kiss, play, uh, say goodbye, play. Uh, I hope you do by Chris Brown. Nah, play. I see. It should have been long. deuces. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Right. That would have been hilarious. I don't think I would have been ready for that in that moment, but that would have been hilarious. <laughs> You're wild. You're wild. Nah, we belong together by Mariah Carey play. It was getting crazy. I was like, man, why does this keep happening? And I'm like, we would just look at each other like each time a song would play and be like, or like uh Shorty like mine play. I'm like, bruh. Yeah, bro. No. Oh, See, like, she also hates that I, I I mess with Bow Wow. I mess with old Bow Wow heavy. I'm not oh, gonna Bow wow. Yeah. Like it, <laughs> no, she like let me hold you. <laughs> I did I did that one time. She started bust out laughing. But like I don't care. That's one thing I'm a down. If you don't mess with me because I like old Bow Wow, it's whatever. Because his old stuff used to slap. Bow Wow ran the 2000s. I don't care what anybody say. Anything from Bow Wow, especially 2003 to 2009, I'm gonna The new Bow Wow, if you want to roast me for that, I, I give you that. But <laughs> 2003, 2009, I'm gonna listen to that because that was my childhood. Bro, short I'm, like mine, out of my system. Ain't thinking about you. You can have it all. Better with T Pain. Uh, sweat with Lil Wayne. Sweat. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going deep in the rabbit hole. Thank you oh, with Jagged man. Edge. Uh, like Mike. 
a light mic, uh, <laughs> the basketball. Um, what's it called? Uh, uh what's it called? Jumping, jumping, so so dev remix. Um, light, yeah, like you with uh Sierra. Um, oh, that's, girlfriend that's... with Omarion. Jump off with Omarion. Um, what's the other joint? I'm trying to think. Fresh is on me. That's my joint. Oh my god! I ain't god. heard that in a minute. Fresh is on me. E right, E right, E All right, yeah, I know too much about it. I'm showing that right now. But like, nah, <laughs> but bro, I actually I don't know if I've like ever met a girl that I've talked to that has oh, the same music taste. There is one girl. I almost never had the same music taste with girls that I'm interested in. Though I'm not. It got weird. It got weird. She started like rapping all the lyrics, and she knew more lyrics than me. And it was like aggressive (laughs) music. And I was like, "Why do you know all these Kodak lyrics?" Yeah, but then, but then she started putting Super Gremlin. Yeah, I no. This was like way back in the day. No, I'm just saying, like, like, if she sung a song like Super Gremlin word for word, I'd be like, "Whoa, there." Yeah, no, but it was aggressive like that. And I was like, and then I realized, and I realized why it was like that. And I was like, yeah, it's better. I just don't talk to you. What was that song by Kodak? This is like my favorite, Codeine Dreaming. Is she singing Codeine Dreaming word no, for word? I'm talking about she a like menace. deep, like I'm talking about like 2015. Oh, Codeine Dreaming, my favorite song. Codeine Dreaming, yeah, but like it's I feel joke. like Codeine Dreaming is Because of Wayne, Wayne verse? It was Wayne verse and it was on the radio. Yeah, She was true. like, she was like deep cuts. Like she was, <laughs> she was rapping all the like that. Like, why are you rapping that? He's like, how, how do you know this? She had the finger. She was do- I was looking in the passenger like, no. <laughs> like she gonna rob me. Hey, yo, that's so wild. Yeah, but, no, uh, that was a red flag, bro. Yeah, getting back on topic about yeah, the thing yeah. with, uh, <laughs> with why like people have finished products uh my also another thing that we talked about a little bit on twitter and like you i noticed people started chiming in when i started bringing this up this like last week another thing i noticed is that i'm not saying to think like this but i wonder especially like when you're in our stage of life do people ever think that i think oh this is, this is what we didn't talk about, all right? This is what we really were supposed to be talking about, but I just thought about it. So I wonder if people ever think that if they pass on this person, would they find another person like comparable? Like not saying that you're supposed to like hold on to the people too long, et cetera, right. but like me, I just feel like I got that vision. And I don't even say that cockiness wise, I just kind of know like more times than not who to really invest time into and i think that's part of the reason why i may stay too long because like i said i'll see stuff that people aren't seeing in themselves but that's because i know that they're that person and years later sometimes i'll see them start to become that person and like we won't have the same relationship but i'll still like leveling them from afar or like say a hey, congrats for blah 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 etc but i think there's a finite number of people that you meet in your life that regardless of what ups and downs you go through, that you should really work hard to keep that person in your life. Not like for, not for like some type of selfish reason, but I just think that there's certain people that the value that you would bring to each other 
kind of supersedes whatever is going on at the surface level a lot of times. Because especially from a relationship standpoint, let's say this is the real topic, soulmates, right? right? I think more times than not, everyone has multiple soulmates on this planet, right? There's billions of people. There's not only one person that you're like super duper compatible, right? right. Like e even the day you get married, there's someone out there that you could be super compatible with. That's a sick thought, but yeah. <laughs> I'm not being like that. I'm just saying, I'm just no, being know, honest. Just being honest. But right. for you to think about that when you're married is sick. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but, but my thinking is like, if you, if, let's say there's five people like that on the planet. Right. Because uh -huh. I don't think the number is big, regardless of what people think. I really don't think the number is big. Right. Because there's just so many intricacies to one specific human that I don't think it would be a big number. But in your lifetime, you're probably not going to meet all five of those people. You'd be lucky if you meet one. If you meet two or three, you you done like hit the lottery. So like if that person can be that one. Why pass over them just because you both aren't in the time of your life, like how we talk about timing is everything that you guys need to be in. Like, what do you do in that situation? Cause like me, like I got that vision. Like if I see that in you and I see that, Hey, like, this is how I feel at one point with her. Obviously my feelings have changed to an extent, but I still think, you know, she's an amazing person. It's just for whatever reason, like we're just not, at least at this stage and point, we're not meant to be in a relationship, like on either end. Like it wouldn't be, it, I don't think it'd be advantageous for us. Just, well, I've already seen enough. She's already seen enough, but like why pass that up? Because the grass is not always greener. You can I, meet Jimmy that's a millionaire, but treats you like dog water. And then you can meet, you know, not even a Lamar. You can meet a, a Kobe, not, no, I don't wanna say Kobe. That's kind of, that's, I know a girl named Kobe, and that's kind of like going to be bad memories. Uh, let's not cross that bridge. Yeah, let's not cross that bridge. But not like she already want to know. But uh, let's say you got a guy like uh, Jacob. Yeah, Jacob. And okay. Jacob, he may be working in certain areas of like financially being better or whatever. Like he's still grown personally but you know Jacob's going to grow. Like, he's, like, super committed to his growth. And each year, each time you see Jacob, it's, like, always something better going on. Or even if he's in a bad season, he's, like, he's a survivor. Like, he's surviving. But because Timmy got everything else right, you start messing with Timmy, and you realize, huh, I really didn't appreciate Jacob. So, like, what is your feeling on that about soulmates? Because I think we've been supposed to talk about that. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you partially, and then I disagree with you as well. Like, I agree with you on the front of like, yeah, there's multiple soulmates out there. Mm -hmm. And I do think that you you may not meet them all, or you may meet them and not even be able to embark on that and find out that that person is That's one, true of, too. one of those people. Um, but also at the same time, you got to like, I, I see this from a different perspective and mm -hmm. hindsight's 2020. Um, I'm not going to go into like deep detail on it. Um, but maybe that, maybe that person still is your soulmate and they, they're supposed to be in your life and you have to move on from that person. And you guys have a strong bond and friendship and still care about each other, but it's platonic. Yeah. 
because like and now obviously i've thought about it like that weird, too as well that's a weird situation like, yeah let's say you in the future you meet your next soulmate and you end yeah. up uh marrying her in our case her um yeah. and then she you're like oh this is the homie um <laughs> Brittany. <laughs> All right, yeah. Like, how do you know Britney? Oh, well, you know, me and Britney didn't work out, but that's the home girl, though. Like, that's gonna sound crazy, but like, it is though. No, but if you want me to keep it a buck with you, bro. Yeah. If I'm marrying a woman, she's gonna know I'm not messing with no other. Like, cause I'm like, I'm all in. When I'm all in, I'm yeah. all in. So, like, that's what it's gonna. But I really do think that, like, if that person's supposed to be in your life, that person's supposed to be in your life. If that person's your soulmate regardless of what happened, that person's probably supposed to be in your life in some capacity because mm. there are obviously positives that you guys have with each other that made you connect. Yeah. Like it, so for whatever reason, it's like to me, that person may be from afar mm. and there may be multiple, multiple in your life where you're like, okay, yeah, but like, that's my friend though. Yeah. Like, but, but I also think, Relationships should be built off of friendship as well. Sound like my mom, but continue. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it does really work. I can't elaborate on it too much because I don't know. I, I just that's was, just a thought. I would just say it rarely works out. I mean, y'all probably gonna be like, he's he's full of you know full of s because like he's never been in a, in a like a monogamous relationship. But from my experience, my relationships with my female friends that either have only been friendships or ones that we started off kind of like either i won't say we had something but they definitely knew lamar was interesting and like either it just didn't work out like i was curved to something those friendships end up being a lot stronger than some of the other friendships that i had that you know or other like situations that I had where I liked the girl and like all it was was like physical attraction or that like right right because like once that's gone that's gone right when you have this friendship with your partner it's like not only are you losing a partner you're losing you know a best friend which I think as a result not all relationships I could say but I feel like a lot of healthy ones I think that aspect of the relationship is what gets people over those hard humps, right? Because you're like, I'm not just losing my partner. Like, I'm losing someone that, that's that's my dog. Like, or, it's me and her. We the same. be toxic. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, that's possible just, as well. I'm, I'm just looking at it from both sides. Yeah, covering all bases. So right. I, I, I get um, that. But... It, like it shouldn't be and if it is there should be if that person is who you who you guys thought you were to each other then like it shouldn't be obviously but in some instances it is but I don't know I think if you're not friends with your significant other then it's just a business transaction. I forgot. I was talking to. <laughs> yeah, I was talking it is to somebody. True when you think about I, it, I was talking to somebody, and I can't remember. I think it was a, one of my girl friends, mm -hmm. and we were talking about it. And it's like, it shouldn't be like transactional. Like it shouldn't be like, oh, okay, you're, 
you're my wife and you, I don't know how to like, I don't know. I don't want to like step on anybody's toes. Uh, you're my wife and you have an amazing job and I'm a stay at home dad and I cook yeah. and I clean and that's the trend. And now we have kids and that's the transaction. Like, nah, I should want to hang out with you. I should want to yeah. go get food. I should want to go on vacation. So I don't know. I think um, there should be a form of friendship involved. Obviously, it's romantically charged in some instances. <laughs> yeah, I feel which that. Blur, which blurs it a little bit, probably. Yeah, I get that. I mean, that's a, I think that's another aspect that I don't think was ever really, like, never got to reach that point because, like, at two different points, we were both, like, really, really into one another. But... uh I just think in general as people, like my my framing of it is different because I've never been in a romantic relationship. But I know how it is to really click on a certain level with somebody because like that's how I would categorize certain of my friendships. Like for example, like I even told Caitlin this that from the very first moment I met you, I knew that we was gonna be friends for, for a pretty long time. Just right. because like we clicked on a different level that that normally I don't really click with people like that. Like even sometimes like with some friends that I've known for years, they still, both of us like, or them, we don't click like you and I click. Like I'm like full transparency. I think I probably already told you this, but like, if not my best friend, you're one of my best friends. And like, I love you like a brother. Like I'm so glad that we met because I think I may have told you this a long time ago, but that following semester in January of like my first year here, like my best friend from high school passed away. Right, right. And like, even though that hurt, I used to think to myself, like what got me through it sometimes I was like, damn, I think God introduced me to Noah. So not like to replace him, but like right. feel a crucial void in my life that would have been mm -hmm. missing if my friend Davon wasn't around. Because like Davon was like, he wasn't like super expressive. So I think that's another reason why I'm comfortable with bearing that responsibility and in like interpersonal relationships. But like, if you like, even his ex-girlfriend told me who we went to high school with, she was like, he used to always tell me that like people sleep on Lamar, like Lamar, he's the guy, like he going to do some special things that nobody ever going to like think that could happen. Right. And even though he was my best friend, like my guy, I didn't even know that he felt like that passion that had that much belief in me. Like I knew he believed in me, like always a great supporter of everything I did, but like stuff like that showed me like, dang, like having that certain type of relation with people, like you really gotta, you know, appreciate that and cherish that. And like I said, I'm still working through my own feelings with the situation, but I would like for us to be friends because I mean, I do think not even just on a romantic level, like, we just have a certain like level of chemistry, like right. how we connect is just on a different level. And I think that's part of the reason what attracted me to her. Cause I ain't never felt like that. Like outside of friendships, I should say. So like, for example, we could not see each other for like weeks, months at a time. And every time we see each other, it's like, like oh, we, we, see each, we see each other every day. Like right. I remember funny story. I'm not gonna go too deep in a rabbit hole on it, but we was talking to these two girls. And in the middle of the conversation uh, of talking to them, 
We said the same thing at the same time, like Finishing three different sentences, times. bro. And I was Finishing like, hold up, what? And they were looking at us like, are y'all good? And we were like, no, like, we didn't practice this. Like, Yeah, it was like, it, it was, was like, yeah, we were finishing, we were finishing sentences. That was crazy. And they yeah. were like, y'all are weird. And we were like, wait, <laughs> this is an accident. Yeah, this is an accident. We're not trying to. Nah, but bro, that's that energy. And, and, yeah. and you bring it up about us, right? Like, and it could be. And that's my point is like, it could be platonic. It doesn't necessarily have to be. Like I finished her sentences like right. before too. And I was like, whoa, like sometimes we looked at each other like, whoa, like what just happened? But like most of the time, like we would just say something at the same time. And it's like, obviously mm-hmm. when you had an energy, it's not rehearsed. You know, like you're not trying to do it. It's just like, right. you it know happens. what's on the forefront of your mind in a certain situation. And it's like, boom. So like when you do stuff like that, that's when I know like, Regardless of like you said, if it's platonic or romantic, your connection with a certain person is just on a different like strategy. But going back to what you're saying, getting out of that rabbit hole is like let it happen. I think just let it happen organically. Yeah, that's the same thing I realized too. It can't be forced as much as you may want to force it. Like I and my similar situation previously, like I haven't forced it to this day. I like nudged it and it was like okay but like for me it's like okay like if you're not ready for us to platonically be even cordial then that's what it is you know what i mean and like i can't force that so if that's what it is that's what it is and good thing i got four other soulmates (laughs) (laughs) so We finished up the episode with one of my favorite games, Real Talk or That's Cap. Uh, It was a lot longer than I expected it to be, mainly because me and and Noah really got deep into the weeds. But this is just a, a clip of some of the best highlights from that game. Uh... Guys force relationships with women too much instead of letting it come natural. Facts or facts? Cat? Facts. Big Ooh. facts. Big facts. Ooh. Because guys are the chasers. Mm. Because, think about it. You probably see it all the time on Twitter, or maybe my Twitter is just weird. But there will be girls on Twitter, and they'll be like, "Do guys really like it when the girl shoots their shot?" Oh my God, I see that all the time. I've done seen seen that a lot. Because I don't want to have to press the issue every time. Now, I'm not saying you got to like apply pressure and like Debo me, (laughs) but like, you know, the occasional pressure being applied is nice because I don't want to like, I don't want to overstep. And when I say overstep, I don't mean in a creepy way or say something out of pocket, but Mm. like, I don't want to overstep to make you feel uncomfortable. Or I don't want to like be weird about it because I, because ha- you're forcing me to press the issue. And yes. when I say forcing me to press the issue, I say force because I know that 99% of women aren't pressing the issue. So I, I think it's facts because guys are really going to sit here and they're going to be like, bro, I don't even know what she's thinking. I think she's, fl-. guys will be like, I think she's flirting with me. So I'm going to shoot. And 
that usually forces it in, in the girl's mind, who knows, maybe in that moment, she thinks it's a good idea or she wants to play along or going back to what we said earlier, mm. she likes the attention of it. And Ooh. she's like, okay, I'll ride with it. And then you get to wherever you get to. But like that, that's why I'm, I'm like really in sit back mode. I've been in sit back mode for a minute now. Mm -hmm. Like I apply the pressure where I feel is necessary, but that doesn't go well. Yeah. So it's like meet me halfway once again, but guys are definitely forcing the issue. Yeah. I don't, I don't think naturally that's my personality. So I think the times I do is when it like never works out for me. I don't know. Like it doesn't, I think like sometimes forcing the issue works for you. Like obviously, especially since my last situation, there are times that women really, really, really want you to force the issue, but it's almost like a time and a place. And it's like, that's another thing that you have to learn through experience. And it's very person to person based. But for me, all the best situations that's happened in my life, had just come from like me being Lamar. Like for example, I could be thinking about a situation where like there's been times when I'm like, dang, I really need some money. And then money just fall out the sky in my bank right. account. Like somebody right. Venmo me or cash at me or like a paycheck hit or like a commission check hit mm -hmm. that I thought that wasn't gonna come for like another week or two. And I'm like, thank you, God. So. I think it really just, you know, it's worked best for me or like situations with girls. Like I didn't go into Staples being like, oh, I'm about to start shooting my shot. Or I didn't even think that anything with Caitlyn would have ever materialized. Like I never went into that situation like, oh, I'm a getter. Again, I'm going to say this just because I don't think she's going to listen to it, but I feel like she is for some reason. Something in my gut tells me, but I'm going to say it anyway. At the time that I met her, there's like five or six other girls that I was talking to when I, me, when I, when I say that I was talking to them, I don't mean on a serious level. These were girls right, that right, I met right. recently that I was interacting in a conversation with mm -hmm. for whatever like reason or goal I had out of that encounter with these women. Now, as a result, that's why I said that you really had to do something to stand out to me. She was applying so much pressure and we were talking on a consistent basis that me I only have so much mental value. As a result, she just kind of like usurped everyone. Like she just ran in front of the pack. And then next thing you know, I'm not talking to any of these girls anymore. Uh, one of them, I think I slide up on her story every now and again, but I don't really want anything from that girl. There was another girl that I met probably not that long after meeting her, but I can't even remember the last time I texted her. I just, just stopped talking to them because right. at the end of the day, she she provided more value and I enjoyed talking to her way more than the rest of them. So I just stopped talking to her. Absolutely. So like by the time she asked me, are you talking to other girls? I could say with truth, I wasn't because I wasn't. You right. done beat the competition. Right. No, but like going back to like the question is like, sometimes it's like, oh, they're expecting you to apply pressure. So now a lot of guys are like applying pressure because they, because 99.9% .9 of girls aren't. So girls are just quiet about it. So a guy's like, dang, if she's not saying nothing, but she's giving me attention, I'm gonna just apply this pressure and see where I land. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's that's... like, in your case, you didn't have to worry about that. But in, I feel like in most cases and situations, like guys are like, damn, 
I don't know where I stand, so let me apply this pressure. But that's Man. also where the lines get blurred, bro. It felt good, too, because it's the first time, like, something like that happened where, like, like, I should say, if it happens, it's usually, like, a one-night stand or something that's, like, very temporary. But this is the first time that it was somebody that I saw something long-term with or it ended up thinking I could see something long-term with where, like, they were just, like, coming to me. I'm like, dang. I'm I'm just chilling. Like, what did I do to like receive right. this? But I do think that you get to that level where you start attracting people like that when you just show up a certain way. Like energy is so powerful. Like I realize now that not even saying this selfishly, but not even selfishly, but cockily, or I don't know how word is for it, but there's a certain energy I take when I'm in the room. And I never realized that until now. I think uh, one of my mentors, Christopher, mentioned it about somebody in our business. He was like, when she's in the room, like he was talking about one of uh, our leaders, Nikki Cannon, like amazing, like one of the best advisors out there. I think she was like, I think she was recognized by Forbes or was about to be recognized by Forbes, something like that. But she's a beast, right? Right. But I didn't realize it until the first time I met her. And like, we was in this huge, uh, like, ballroom, et cetera, all these different people. And, like, more times than not, like, I would know when she was, like, kind of close to me or, like, where she was. I was like, dang, he right. She do got a certain energy about herself. So, like, I realized that's kind of, like, how I am. And that's the reason why, you know, I'll have situations where at least one girl always tries to interact with me at these bars, et cetera. Because previously, I was... JR, hey, shot, shot, shot. You've even seen me in my JR mode. But you also see me the same day that I'm in my JR mode, it'll also be a mode where I'm just vibing, enjoying the music, mm-hmm. you know, everything cool. And the next thing you know, you're like, where did she come from? Because like people want to be around other fun, interesting people. Right. So you could be like, you could be, I guess, cute or attracted to them. But if your energy all, they're not going to mess with you, regardless if it's in a bar, uh, restaurant, et cetera. But you could be, you know, okay, and your energy is amazing. They just won't find a way to talk to you just because, like, oh, I like that guy. He's having fun. I need to talk to him, which has happened to me a bunch of times. they like, I just see them coming out the blue, and it just always bounces me. I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> like I said, I, I need to get used to that norm. Because, like, it's going to help me in, in future, like, romantic relationships or girls that potentially, you know, could have that role for me. Because I can't keep living in this aloof nature because I'm not missing out, but, like, I'm depriving myself of getting more experience in that area of how people see me now, opposed to me just being the shooter. They see me now as, like, for example, like one girl yesterday I met was like ER nurse. I keep meeting these nurses. I don't know how I keep attracting nurses. Maybe it's like he likes helping people. I like helping people. I just feel like he's a helper. So I like him. I don't know what it is. I've been attracting a lot of nurses lately. But, <laughs> but I'm sorry that made me laugh. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I don't know what it is, but it's always like no. someone that's a nurse, someone right. that's like, it's been a lot of medical people in general, but a lot of nurses recently. I just always end up attracting that. 
Like the last, like I want to say, a smooth like seven or eight girls, especially in old town, have been nurses. And the girls that Everyone's weren't nurses, a nurse now. If the, the girls that weren't nurses, they probably were doing something either in like business or something in communications. Bro, there was like a smooth like eight months where I like had talked to like three lawyers or like in law school. This is like a year ago. Yeah, a year ago. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm only being honest because that we're on this. I'm still pissed that my love puppy dog self didn't shoot at that one girl in uh I think it was law school at Staples. She was fire. Fire. Oh my gosh, she was fire. And like wild, bro. Oh. I didn't because I, I felt a certain way about Caitlin, so I didn't. Bro, but respectfully. I should have. Cause like <laughs> Like in hindsight, only in hindsight, in the moment I did the right, right thing. Right, right. Like absolutely. for my, my my emotional being. But the thing that really caught me, this is when I knew God was telling me, hey, you might want to shoot at Sean. She was from DC. I was like, what? That was from DC? She said she was from DC. She said she went to undergrad at Tulane, Tulane, party school, party promoter. I'm like, it's just something. I'm gassing it a little bit. But it was, she was like super dope. And like, right. I think she was like German and mixed with something else. I'm like, not that I don't do well with people from all over, but I have, you know, one of my good friends, you know, she lives in Germany. Like, she's German. Like, she lived in Germany most of her life. So, like, I, I don't know. I'm just like creating things low key, but at the same time, it was a really good conversation. She was dope, uh, had a lot of things in common. And you never know, like, but I'm a, I'm going to the dating retirement, uh, briefly. Uh, appreciate your service. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not saying I'm going back to the streets, but I'm going to be open to just conversing with women on a very surface level. Now back to how I was not pursuing anything because Lamar right. needs to focus on Lamar internally because yeah. uh, yeah. I'm gonna follow that up with ladies. I'm single. I got a job. <laughs> I got hey, I got yo. a I can date. <laughs> I got a car. What else do y'all do? I got he a job. Do. I got a car. That's like the apartment. two biggest ones. Um what's the third one? What else, what else? I got a job, car, apartment. apartment. Yeah. What else do they be required? By yourself. By myself. That's another big one. Because the roommates. <laughs> They be, they be messing up the so game. So, ladies, just so you know, just so you know. He out here. Just so you know. I'm out I'm back. He's back. <laughs> He's back. He's not on the streets. He's back. For the, oh, for the last one, you got you got a statement for uh, that's cap or that's facts that you want to put? Because I could do a fifth statement, but for the first time, I'm going to get the keys to the car to, to the guests and let you All do an right. aspect of the game. All right. Um... All right, for my question, I'm going to ask you. Men create the illusion they want to see in their significant other. That's cat. 
No, I just yeah. yeah I, I just want to be contrary because usually like I have a lot of that's cap or like a, a mixture, but uh, I don't think that's completely off off the off the reel. I think I don't think it's just men. I think in general, when you get to a certain level of interest in, in a samadhi, anything is a sign. Like, trust me, I've been there. I just was there, low key. Like right. uh, you like, oh, this happened. Like we could be something. Like you just start telling yourself that, <laughs> right? Like my shoe was untied, her shoe was untied. It's untied. Like we tied them at the same time. Right. Like she's off on Friday. I'm off on Friday. Off on Friday. That means I should ask her out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like you just you start telling yourself stuff. Right. And what I've learned is that the real thing is that God knows all, man, and that Amen. if you're supposed to be together, you'll be together. Mm -hmm. I don't care what factors there are. I don't care if. You know, you reconnect at some point because that happens to a lot of people as well. Like, I remember my mom was telling me how, like, she reconnected with somebody once before or something like that. So, like, it just happens. You just never know what place or what capacity someone will have in your life or if you'll see them again or anything like that. And uh, my mom told me this the first time, like, I had to not falling out, but she kind of broke it off with me. She said, sometimes the comeback is a lot greater than the setback. And I do believe that's true in general. And I think it's one of those things that you got to just let it happen naturally, let it happen organically. Because another thing that I learned, something that Christopher taught me recently, is that because I still need to, I'm working on my faith right now. That's been a big like focus of mine the last few months. Uh, God is not always on time, but he's never late. Right? So like you pray to him. I don't know what your religion is. I'm just saying, like, what my, my belief is. You right. pray to him, and you just really just be, you know, a vehicle for him, you know, to do everything that he wishes you to do. And things will start going in your favor, or at least answers to your questions will get answered, right? Well, they don't that, get answered when you want them to get answered, but they will get answered. Like, for example, when I told you me about to make that shift to strictly being her friend and not like, us being friends, but like me secretly being like, hey, you know, she don't know it, but I'm coming back hard. Like we gonna be together again, et cetera. But like actually being her friend and not like doing all of that and like not like tempting her hand because like knowing there is a attraction level right. between us. Uh, I, I made that shift and I was praying. I was like, hey, Something don't feel right. I feel an energy shift. That's another thing I'm really good at. I knew there was an energy shift. And we barely talked that week that I ended up getting that, that letter that I told you about. Like, I remember she texted me about something. I was like, yeah, something different. I, I don't know what told me that something different. I was like, dang, I'm the GOAT. How did I just know that? Like, all right, that one like conversation. The in, the yeah. Right. Yeah. I was like, something different. And then I've been praying about it, talked to my friend about it. And then I just got that letter. And I was like, wow. That's crazy. Like, this is the answer that I asked for. I was like, I'd be stupid to ignore it, right? So right. I think it's just one of those situations that you got to stop looking for stuff that may or may not be there and just, like, just live your life, man. Just enjoy every moment. There's a quote that I read almost every single day by Giannis who got me through some stuff recently, and it's something that I try to remind myself when I'm not being in the moment. And he says that when you're focused on the past, 
that's your ego. When you focus on the future, that's your pride. I try to focus on the moment and the present. That's humility. That's being humble. That's not having no expectations. That's just, ah, what's the end of it? It's not having no expectations. That's, uh, uh, I forget the rest of it. But the main thing is like, when you focus on the past, that's your ego. When you focus on the present, that's your pride. When you focus on the future, that's your pride. Try to focus on the moment and the present. That's humility. That's being humble. Mm -hmm. So, when you're in the present, that level of humility will get you not only to take things at face value, but that'll get you to really just like enjoy what's happening. Because once the moment is gone, it's gone, right? It's gone. And when you get like me, I just came through the situation. I was so focused on the past. And part of that was my ego. It was like, oh, the, it's, all these things are how it's supposed to be for both of us. Why aren't we together? And sometimes you got to come the acceptance, the humility of it that some things just don't make sense. Like things are allowed to not make sense, even though all these other things are in factor of it supposing to make sense. Right. Right. And then the future being my pride, the pride of that, you know, I know we could be very compatible, right. Just knowing what I know about us. And like I said, I, like we literally swapped, swap roles. She probably feel like that in some way. She got mad at me because I never told her that I liked her. I asked her on the date. So that lets you know how deep I was in the rabbit hole of being like oblivious, mm -hmm. right? So I just think instead of men or women getting caught up in that illusion, you just got to enjoy the moment and not force it, right? We've been talking about at least lately these last 30, 40 minutes, whatever, about not forcing it. Because when you force it, it just doesn't ever work out in your favor. When you let it come natural, like, the situations like me, me even meeting her, it's just that's when the beauty comes from it, right? Because right. at the end of the day, God will let you know, either he'll show you a sign or he'll just like nudge you in that direction or make, make it happen for you. He'll know like, okay, these are two people I want to be together, whether it be for a long time or to serve a certain purpose, to teach each other something, he'll just make it happen. And... Like I said, even though we haven't talked in two weeks, which through the course of knowing her, that's a lot. <laughs> even when uh, that when she first broke it off with me, that's still considered a lot. Because I don't even think when she broke it off with me, I went two weeks at any point, like not talking to her, I don't think. Maybe once, but I don't know. So this is just new reality. But uh, she taught me a whole lot. Stuff that I didn't even realize bothered me about myself, right? And I'm not going to speak for her, but I hope I taught her a whole lot. I mean, I hope I show her, okay, this is what it looks like when you get your future partner for someone to love you unconditionally, right? If anything I didn't teach her, I want her to know that, like, hey, this is what it looks like, right? And, uh, I mean... I think one thing that I did like is I think she started to become more vulnerable is because she knew that I wasn't judging her. Cause like, sometimes you just say stuff I'm like, oh. And like, when someone is judgy or doesn't feel that way about you, you hear it on me like, oh, they're gonna ridicule me, this, that, and the third. That happens on every front, whether it be your mom, your friends, et cetera. But it's a finite group of people in your life whether it be friends, parents, et cetera, that you really feel like you can talk to them and tell them stuff like stuff that you really don't even want to talk about right. and feel that they're not going to like crucify you 
or make you feel less than for going through that experience, which is a lot of times experiences that everyone in life just goes through because we're all human. We're all flawed. God didn't make anyone perfect, right? He's the, he's the only one that, you know, is all divine, right? Right. The only one. Well, you said, uh, you know, his timing is never late, um, but it's not on time. It's on time for him. <laughs> I mean, that's, it's that's not true. for us. It is not for but us. Like, nah, that, that made me think like perfect timing feels like it's too late. Uh, what did Nip Nipsey said that uh, perfect time feels like it's too late and yeah. it really does but hey patience is a virtue who are you telling that's something I'm working on every day in my life because I'm naturally not a patient person but uh what is it yeah but I've, I've become way more patient than I used to be even I don't know if you could attest to this even like us knowing each other like I've become more patient with like people in general absolutely but uh yeah i also think it comes back to the fact that what was i about to say um dang what was i about to say um dang I'm trying to think it was something related when you said oh timing is everything Woo. yeah that was actually an episode of how i met your father because they got that on hulu now it's, it's just five i'm not gonna lie henry duff is the lead so yeah it's kind of weird because you like Hillary Duff is the lead. Yeah, I was gonna. I wasn't, we, it wasn't, it's not expecting that, but she plays like the female version of Ted, like super well. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, the last episode was timing is everything, and like it's funny because I ain't gonna lie, I'm not saying I was in the illusion, but when I was looking at the episode, I was like, that's crazy because that literally just happened to me, right? Right. So this dude that was her friend, he always had this crush on her. He just got out of a really bad relationship. He accidentally said, I love you in his sleep, right? And as a result, she was like, oh, I don't want to be with him, this, that, and the third, even though she likes him, knows everything about her is good. They're both creatives. He's an artist uh, and writes songs. She's a photographer. So like, they're amazing fit for each other. And they're right. both like very awkward, but like in the sweetest way, right? Mm -hmm. But because she's so used to dealing with dudes that are, you know, blah, 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 you know, uh, she's just like, I don't know, blah, blah, blah. And then what they did is, you were, I don't know if you ever seen How I Met Your Mother, they had Robin Sherbotsky tell her, give her advice on how to oh, deal with grand. this dude. That's, I thought that was fire. Like, I was like, oh, no. snap. And Robin, yeah, yeah. I thought that was dope. And they were at uh, McLaren's too. Like, for whatever reason, she happened to go to McLaren's and Carl was there. So Carl and Robin was there. And, like, Robin, like, obviously now she's a famous reporter. And she was telling her, like, yes, timing is everything. But she said one thing that I regret that I did, because she was telling them about her situation with Ted, mm -hmm. I regret letting fear dictate, you know, things in my life. And that uh, if I would have just... Like, fear would stop you from doing things that are good for you. And she was telling her about that and that she wished that she would have changed that, like, went on the weeds and told her the thing about Tay saying, I love you first date, the blue French one, all of that. Right. And, like, yeah, even though it was kind of messy, her, her, and, like, her and Ted were the best fit, like, out of all the people. Mm -hmm. Her and Barney were a great fit, too, but her and Barney were way too similar. 
Like, right, I her and Tay were similar enough, but different enough for it to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, it has to be mm-hmm. some type of push and pull, I feel right like, on, in a relationship. Right, right. Yeah. Because, like, I feel like if you're too similar, unless it's friendships, it could get kind of like, yeah. Because, like, there needs to be some type of friction. Like, a good friction, though, yeah, in yeah, relationships. Yeah. Uh, it, definitely. I mean, because, like, if you agree or, like, if you agree on all the surface layer, top, layer topics, et cetera, it's almost like, okay, where do we go now? <laughs> all right? Like, right. there going to be times you have debates, arguments, and someone has to stand firm on something, right? Absolutely. I think the only places where you need to have strong similarities are in foundational elements, like how many kids you want, uh, religion, uh, how do you want to, like, treat your kids when growing up, certain core values. But all that other stuff, it could be different, and you could still work, work out, right? right? It's just, like, having that other layer. So, yeah, it was, it was kind of crazy. But when I saw that, I was like, dang, this yeah, is happening to me. That was freaky. Like I said, my, my life is, like, I'm really like an anime character come to life, right? Like, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm Luffy, Goku, Naruto. It depends on the day of the week. But uh, I, I would prefer Luffy uh, just because, like, I, I'm big in One Piece right now. But, yeah, like, it's just crazy, like, how things line up. But you got anything else before I land the plane? Because we've been talking forever, and I have a lot of stuff I need to cut. Um, I appreciate you for letting me in, uh, into this conversation. I thought it was very, very, very valuable yeah. to both of us. Hopefully, very, very well. much. So. Um, nah, but I mean, I think everything we go through is a lesson. It may not be the lesson you want to learn, but it's the lesson you're going <laughs> to learn. True. And uh, those make us who we are. And hopefully, this gives people insight and a thought process if they don't already have one in place behind what they want, because it definitely has helped me further along my process and how I want to embark on my next relationship. And I appreciate you for having me on. No problem, man. Anytime. We just, we've literally talked about doing an episode like this, like three or four times. Man, Always said we would do it, like never got around to it. And hey. I was like, Perfect timing feels like it's too late, bro. <laughs> like you gotta hey, go. Through, we had to go through some stuff to yeah, talk about some yeah, stuff. That, bro. that is true. Maybe I had to go through this situation with Caitlin in order for you know me to be in the mental space to really talk about certain some of the topics we talked through today in depth. Yeah. Uh, dang. I also want to say before, before I land the plane, I'm proud of myself for remembering her fake name this whole time. Because yeah, I'm I, not going to lie. You could have messed it up I thought I was going to slip. I thought I was going to slip. could have messed it up I thought it was going to slip. That was good. But, you know, that was I good. got an elite memory. We love all that. All right. Great. So that's all we have for this week's episode of the Jack of All Trades podcast. Make sure you check out the next episode. Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Anywhere else you listen to podcasts, make sure you follow me on Instagram at Jack on event on Twitter at inside 380. Also, I'll put Noah's info in the bio, uh, though. I'm going to say it to you can follow him at Scotty Two heat on Instagram and definitely check out, you know, any of his streams. He streams pretty much every Tuesday, uh, puts a lot of people on the great music and it's been really growing and thriving and that's it. LA out. <laughs>